And welcome everyone to another episode of The Sick Folks of Cinema. I am your host for this evening. My name is Heather Rogue. I am a human being who occasionally does stand-up comedy and I also watch. I, I just got stuck on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> ripped right over that. You look stunned. Um, so that's yeah, my my weird thing is I can never tell if I'm being sarcastic or not. To my left, or I don't know which direction this is actually going to appear in, um, but I'm going with up next is Keith Graber. Uh, Keith is a, a person also. Um, uh, he He's a host of a variety of things and um, like diseases. Um, Ooh. Feel the burn. And he and 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 the uh, the tragic story of our entire podcast is that we're trying to find some a, a horror movie that will actually scare him, and there's none that exist. Up next, we have uh, Christina, aka Stina, aka Tech Services. <laughs> um, she is not a comedian, so kind of the black sheep of the family there. Um, yep. And uh, she likes fun. Fun horror, uh, you know, <laughs> this is a good old variety comfort food kind of horror. Um, I like that. Mac and cheese it. horror. <laughs> uh, up next, we have Stefan Bowman. Um, see, I pronounced it correctly this time. Thank you, uh, sir. Yeah, ma'am. Stefan is a is an asshole. Um, <laughs> um, stinky uh, asshole. Hey, you didn't give me my asshole credit. <laughs> uh, Stefan is uh, um, uh, the type of person who can't who can't tell a potential dating partner about his interest in horror on the first date. Uh, he has to wait because it's so serious. He kind of has to wait for the sixth date to really broach that subject. That's right. Uh, and then he can slowly introduce them to uh, his the people in the basement. Um, <laughs> he, he has uh, he has a, a collection of horrors so extensive that um, there's that that he still owns VHSs, which is a weird thing. I just made that up. I don't know. I, I don't That's know. all they make uh, snuff films on is VHS. So <laughs> well, the only now. source. Mm. <laughs> he has worked no one else has even seen before. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has horror movies that got shot in a in a in a on a I don't in okay. my basement. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, where are we? Comes, it does it. He has to know you before you can look in his freezer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got. Something- <laughs> Come in his freezer, you know. I have so many people who like to hang out in my freezer. (laughs) The the sad thing is, I have never met Stefan in person, and he might actually be a serial killer. Oh, Lord. (laughs) None of us can either confirm nor deny that. (laughs) Not verify whether it's true or not. Um, And then, and then, and then there's me. I'm Heather Rogue. I, um, have impeccable taste in movies, which means that they all suck. Uh, 
I love bad movies. Let me put it that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm developing my character still. So it's kind of a mystery. I'll back up your taste. I'll back up your taste in movies, Heather. I feel like uh, your taste aligns with mine the most. I don't know. Does anyone else feel like that makes sense? I I feel like I'm like the cynical version of you. Like you're still on the hunt for like a good movie, and I've completely given up. (laughs) I I can second that. I can second that. Okay. Um. So let's uh, get into what have we been watching. Uh, Stina, I'm going to randomly assign you to start. What other movies have you been watching? Um, Well, I haven't. It's December, so we're still getting in the Christmas spirit over here. But I haven't honestly watched anything except for the new season of Big Mouth. And I don't know if y'all watch that show, but it is amazing. Amazing. It's out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start watching that then. We watched it in like we watched the entire thing, I think, in like one sitting. Nice. We left like two episodes for the next day. We're like, okay, we can't have too much. Can't have too much. And the other highlight of my week since I last saw you lovely folks has been The Mandalorian because my heart exploded into a million pieces and I could not be happier with my life. So Spoiler! <laughs> not to get anybody sidetracked, but did you my- see all the new Star Wars shows they're making? There's 10 of them. Oh Hell yeah. God. I saw there was like 10 new, yeah, 10 new freaking things. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. They're so doing everything. Things. They're doing the most. They're doing more Star Wars. They're doing more Marvel and everything. And my boyfriend, Ed, he was like, I just hope they don't all suck because they're just cranking it out. And I, won't, I was like, well, think about it. They have to do something with Disney Plus because not everybody's like me. Not everybody mm-hmm. needs to watch five Disney movies a week that they've seen well a the, million uh, times so there's got to be more content right guys i want to yeah. tell you this though what i read is that the horror tie-in to all the star wars stuff all of these shows are going to be directed by ryan johnson so um nice. oh ryan johnson the guy that ruined star wars i love his i love his movie brick and i love uh knives out but yeah i think he's <laughs> I won't lie. I think he's definitely, I don't think anyone could claim he's not hit and miss because he does like, like he's made solid movies. It's just, and I think that that Star Wars movie he made was both hit and miss. I think. Remember, remember Last Jedi? Remember Last Jedi when, who's the guy who was like, it's salt. That was a great scene. That was a great scene. That was a good movie. That was an awesome movie. You're licking the ground and you're telling people it's salt. Like, I don't don't even know why I'm going. I just, and of all the things that are bad about that movie. And you know what? They had to change it. They could, because otherwise people would have been like, oh, it's Hoth again. Okay, way to just redo everything. And they're like, no, it's not snow. This time it's salt. (laughs) And it turns red when you splash it. It's so true. It's so true. I don't know. I'm just mad at. I wanted to hear. I, I wanted to hear what's say his, his name. name. <laughs> I wanted to hear what's his name. Uh, Finn. When when the guy licked and and tasted the salt, Finn should have been like, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Salt. Whoever. Yeah. Whoever wrote those scripts, man, need, needs like a swift kick in the dick, dude. Or the, the director or the batch, whatever. did. Oh <laughs> my god! They just like, like hey, bro, he come mangled here. it. Yeah. And then just you know, a good little like I love pull salt. back. And then like a football kick right to his nuts. The Empire hates that song. Yeah. 
And then after you kick him in the nuts, you can go, woo! <laughs> so back on topic, I guess Disney yes. Plus is entering the stream punk wars. The stream, the stream wars, yes. The streaming I'm wars. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of that content. Just the fact, just what they did in that last Mandalorian episode. Just, wait, is it, it really is it, did give me that. Yeah, we're talking about that, that one or the Ahsoka Tana? Is episode eight out on the on the second season? Are they? Have they released uh, right now is episode seven. Next week is the episode eight, which is the uh, season finale. And is episode seven. Yeah. Did it come out tonight? Today? Yeah, every every. Yeah. Well, every uh, it comes out midnight Thursday. Well, Thursday. I'm caught up Friday. to six. I'm caught up to yeah. six. I didn't see seven because uh, I, I didn't know when it was going to be released. And then um, every Thursday into Friday midnight. That's always OK. It's Thursday. OK. Is it into seven. midnight? I thought it was yeah, like that's when I watched it. I thought it was like 3 a.m. or something silly. So I always like I always watch it on Fridays just so oh, yeah. that because I have an app on my phone that keeps track of my shows for me. And every oh, yeah. time I see Mandalorian pop up, I get super stoked. And then I go to Disney Plus and it's like, God damn it. I can't wait till tomorrow. They're just uh, saying that it's going to drop at like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I so. Well, that's weird. I watched it at like, was it 1.30, I think? Oh, yeah, see, see um, the trailer for that new Marvel movie. Um, what is it? It's like the Falcon and Arm Boy or whatever. Oh, you're talking about the two, the mini series that are going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, they're doing was it WandaVision? Know. It's Falcon, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. And then the third one is Loki. Characters that are too weak to carry a movie on their own, so they're, they're <laughs> double teaming them now. Y'all are fan favorites. You get your own series now. Well, that's exactly gonna, how that works. And they're going to have tie-ins. And they're going to have tie-ins from those to the actual newer films. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, we're we're almost uh, finished with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're in the last season, they're referencing um, Agent Carter. So we haven't seen that. So we're like, oh, I guess we just got to follow along and do what we got to do. But if Can there's I anything be... I'm excited about that's coming to Disney Plus, it's uh, What If, the animated series oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about the alternate timelines. Mm, yeah. Yes. I'm a sucker can I, for can I be listed timeline. as the first casualty of Marvel fatigue? Um, um, no, you are <laughs> long not the first. I'm burnt. I'm so burnt. I've been this burnt for a while. I while watching the movie too, or watching the trailer too, because they're not even going in a new direction. They're just like, the world needs a hero. It needs somebody they can follow. And it's just like, really? And We're continuity still- wise, I can't keep up because every one that comes out has something in the, the continuity timeline that affects. So like, it, you know, whatever. Iron Man 4 affects Captain America 18. And then the the Avengers comes out. You're like, I, I didn't see like the comic books. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it's exa- It's like the comic books. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a money trap. It, it is. It's meant to get you to see this. Is I remember this as a kid because I was so hooked on like, holy shit! I I have to make sure I watch every single Saturday episode or else I'm gonna be completely lost in the whole series. You know what I mean? And that's when they didn't have tie-ins. You know, Mar- yeah. Marvel is what really honed in the uh, the proper tie in uh, and attachment, you know, with the different pieces and stuff. Other other people, you know, companies have tried, but have failed horribly. DC, for example. Yeah, <laughs> DC couldn't keep their continuity straight. At least Marvel, like they they drop it very subtle and it's yep. not one of those things where it's pivotal to the story. Well, the whole DC it's, universe was just a clo- clone of the MCU, too. I don't know if you guys are talking just about the comics, but I know as far as the movies go, like, that they 
word. They were just trying to copy what was well, already successful and invested and, in over years. Yeah, and exactly. They DC and Marvel tried to make a comeback at the same exact time. Marvel came out with Iron Man and DC came out with the Green Lantern. And I feel like basically we're going... both of those people both of those characters were very similar, but DC's sucked a lot because DC sucks in every way except for Batman. It just it was so bad. But... I feel like we're going from horror to horror bull. So, uh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Keith, what have you been watching? Uh myself, I finally got to hashtag #alive, the Korean zombie flick. Oh, I tried watching that. I got so bored. Oh, I loved it. it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, damn it. You got to get all the way through there. It gets it gets better. It gets I think it I like better. the beginning, but yeah, it's like so many movies like that. They open really strong and then there's like a lull and I'm Well, just there's like, there's, oh. there's some there's some more meat in there. If you get past a certain part, there I know which, I know which part you're talking about. And it does it does pick up its pace. It does pick up its pace. Uh, that one that I watched the newest Tremors, which my buddy just kept recommending over and over and I don't know why. Stop it. Is that uh, the one with Jamie Kennedy? No, no, no. Yeah. This is uh, Tremors, uh, oh, Shrieker is Island. This is the one that has Napoleon Dynamite in it. Oh my God! Yeah, I've heard. I heard about that. And it was actually pretty good. It's not great, but it was actually like, pretty good. Like a scientist or something like. Napoleon yeah, he put, Yeah, he put, Yeah, <laughs> he's like this uh, washed out party hard fucking uh, wake up drunk uh, scientist type dude. Gosh, and, freaking uh, tremors! And it, and they actually do something that I don't think they've really done very well in any of the other ones. I don't want to spoil what that is, because uh, it just came out barely. Um, but it, it really, uh, it has that guy that's in the what is it? Three from Hell. He's also he. Oh, here you go. And this doesn't spoil anything for uh, plot wise when I when I say this. But you remember the general in the newest episode of uh, Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. That was smiling. I won't say anything other than that, but he was smiling and he had kind of dirty teeth sitting mm-hmm. at the table. Uh, the one that uh, homie recognizes uh, that, that and again, that doesn't spoil anything uh, for you, Keith. Uh, but he's in a lot of Rob Zombie films and he's in there, too. He's in the newest Tremors and it's really simple plot. They're on an island. Somebody did some mutation type shit to the Graboids and they get Burt Gummer and then they, uh, you know, that these new hybrided tremors are fighting the humans and the, uh, they get him to come and hunt them down and kill them all. It's a real simple, basic thing. They don't get too crazy. Uh, but it also takes a little page out of Jurassic Park a little bit because they're contained on this island, kind of like the dinosaurs. Um, and it's actually not bad, which I thought it was going to be complete shit and awful. And uh, sadly, folks, sorry, it's not. It's actually OK. It's actually pretty good which is weird to say <laughs> because it's what the sixth or seventh movie <laughs> it's, it's actually it's pretty good there. which is kind of weird uh and then you know Rising. uh watch some stranger things i keep watching those over and over and over i i can't stop i i love good. the music i love the actors i love the plot i love the story the effects i, I i'm a sucker for 80s i was born in, i was born literally july 1980 so fuck <laughs> Uh, anybody else? <laughs> That's hey, right. That's right. <laughs> Keith, what have you been watching lately? I have uh, to abridge this conversation. I've been watching some of the same things as we started watching the Mandalorian. The horror that we're watching that I've been watching lately is all of the Christmas Hallmark movies that my wife <laughs> insists on watching. 
and I have to walk in and out of the room and oversee, you know, oh, God, what's going on? positive about tonight's movie is just the fact that it's a very appropriate place for christmas music you know what i mean like <laughs> it doesn't fit in those hallmark movies but it really fits in a slasher yeah i i i want there to be a slasher hallmark movie and like you know they could still save the cupcake store or whatever the fuck they're you know it's every time with that shit um but uh oh, and i will say this about the mandalorian I'm in a love-hate relationship with it. I love it and I hate it. There's a lot of good things. And then there's some just clunky, dude, a lava sewer. I'm sorry, did an eight-year-old write this shit? A lava sewer. That's what you came up with? Is there like, I don't know, a, a fucking dragon wrestler with like laser eyes and, and spit sharks at you You realize too? these are foreign planets, right? With these lava sewers. With lava yeah. sewers. I mean, there's different minerals. There's different... You would not be holes. able to survive in a lava sewer. Well, I mean, you know, they, they, they got to take care of the dragon shit, right? I mean, anyway, they, they got to put it um, somewhere. And every episode, every episode's the same. He's like, hey, I got to take care of this baby. And you guys broke my ship. Now I can't fly it. Can you fix it? Yeah. Can you go kick the shit out of this walrus or whatever the fuck? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll do that. But I almost died doing it. And now this baby, you know, fucking dude. <laughs> I love it. I love some of the elements in there. I love like that they're trying to tie in stuff that were all the favorites of the original, but sometimes that story is clunky and I'm just like, I'm gonna, I close my eyes. You know when you close your eyes because it seems too scary, but you watch the rest of the movie, you enjoy it. Sometimes I close my eyes in the clunky script and I'm like, is Boba Fett back? You know, or are they, are they shooting lasers? And you know, you, like I mean, you want to hate, you want to hate fuck the movie, basically. Yeah, I want to hate fuck the movie, and I do. I hate <laughs> fuck it for for forty minutes at a time. Every, <laughs> like I so like far. it enough to I do this, but two God more hate fucks in me, and then we're, and then we're gonna move on. So <laughs> that's what I've been watching. Um, Hashtag can't relate to that. <laughs> but as as far as the cheesy kitty. DW Hallmark Christmas bullshit. Uh, Heather, I feel like that's the perfect segue into tonight's movie that well, we're reviewing. Can I talk about? I watched. Uh, I watched uh, the Three Musketeers from 2011. Have you guys ever seen this movie? No. Is that the one that's by the Asian director? No, it's by Paul W. S. Anderson. Oh, that one. No, I didn't even. I just saw that and I was like, okay, I don't, I'm, skip, skip. <laughs> I think I, no, I you have to watch it. It's the best movie ever. It is it is a heist movie. It is a heist movie using the 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 three musketeers and D'Artagnan. They go on a diamond heist and they they have to steal back some diamonds for the in order to prevent a war. And there's a character in it played by Milo Jovovich, just named Milady. That's the character's actual name. And you wanted lazy script stuff. There you go, Keith. <laughs> you imagine it does because they are constantly talking about Milady, and it constantly sounds confusing because like you're she's a like, malady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, there, it is such a wonderful movie, and and I just want to talk about it. It's 2011. <laughs> is that? Uh, I, from I don't 2011, know. I have to specify because there's so many three most done so many. It was it's this yeah. isn't the one with Gerard Depardieu, is it? No, 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 no. That's the that's the Disney one, isn't it? With uh oh no 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 no, you're getting that mixed up with Man in the Iron Mask. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not Wait, that one. Well, I think he was Bloom in. Is in this one? Oh no, those were the three musketeers in that movie, though, right? Was yeah. It? Yeah. Got Wait, it. Got it got I'm it. confused. Hold on. No, yeah, there's I'm a lot of yeah, movie. there's a lot of them. The Charlie Sheen one with uh. With, uh, uh, fuck, I was going to say Sigourney Weaver, but it's not there, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I just looked at the movie poster for that, and it looks like the trash that you're saying it is. No, yeah. When you oh, see Paul Wes Anderson's name on it, man. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's Luke Evans, not Orlando Bloom. Okay. No, but Orlando like Bloom is like also it. in it. But then also what? the guy who plays the knockoff of Orlando Bloom, Luke Evans, is also in it. So you have yeah, I like, Orlando I like Luke Evans. knockoff actor. And there's so many. So instead of French <laughs> people, they have like um, Christoph Waltz and Mads Mikkelsen, which I believe are both Ooh, German. I, right? They're uh, awesome. Mads Mikkelsen? They, like, I, the French guys. I think he's French. And, uh, I think. That's, that's a, those are, that's a, a great cast. Isn't it? It's yes. such a good cast. And this is like before Christoph, like Christoph Waltz is basically playing oh, like, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, what's that, what's that actor's name? Uh, John Malkovich. He's basically playing a John Malkovich knockoff in this movie. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it almost feels like if they could have, they just would have cast John Malkovich. Oh, and like, he probably read the script and was like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I have to There's watch this, this whole movie now. Okay, basically the main character, though, like at the very beginning of the movie is like, he just like starts five, he starts four fights within like 20 minutes of being inside of Paris. He, he begins like four life or death duels. It's like this person is just trying to get his ass kicked. He makes like captain of the guards apologize to his horse for insulting it and like it's John and <laughs> and then he challenges each of the three musketeers to a life or death duel and then he starts a whole fight and <laughs> and then in the middle of a fight this girl just like comes out and starts watching the fight and so he just starts hitting on her um in the middle of fighting people and <laughs> I'm telling you this sounds like a movie that I'd like so I really want to watch it now <laughs> just for the yes. audience listening keith is now complaining about how late we are into this podcast listen not, i don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about this horrible movie so i want I'm you to be about, on track heather that's i'm all. gonna talk about three musketeers i don't want to talk about black well, christmas i, I will black say christmas. this paul west anderson did help produce one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies. He did do something good. <laughs> well, out. So there's Paul Pandorum, Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul, and then Paul W. S. Anderson, and then Paul. There's there's like too many Paul, and then there's Wes Anderson. I ah, it's way too confusing. Yeah. How many damn the Anderson. one Mila Jovovich <laughs> is married to is the one we're talking about. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, so he well, did the Fifth Element. Heather, there's mm. the there's the pulp trash yeah. that I've seen, and there's. Oh trash that i haven't seen so i can only comment on the shit i've seen so all right fine We're, we'll talk about this stupid movie of which my background <laughs> does not represent as stefan stefan pointed out earlier this is the remake that well technically it's technically it's not a remake it just name. it just it just uses the same name because the plot well Technically, the technically the one we're talking about is not a remake of '74 movie either. It's, it's closer than that movie, though. Stefan, when you it's say plot, uh, are you saying uh, it needs to contain elements of a sorority and crawl space uh, murdering I, I <laughs> with eyes poking the... out of it? More or less, the brother and sister 
uh, from the original are in the remake, but they're not in that movie. That movie is more oh, like good, because... well, and it actually rated it already. Worse, it already rated worse than the original and this remake. <laughs> and you're like, what? It's worse than the one we watched? Yes. <laughs> well, the I one mean, that I we're reviewing it got rated. But who knows what that means? <laughs> the one that we're reviewing today, just to clarify, is Black Christmas from. 2006. 2006 directed yes. by glenn morgan yes and um he made the willard remake with uh uh what is it uh chris, how do you say his name crispin glover mm-hmm. is that how you love say it guy. love him great actor oh yeah uh, he's Future. got a screw loose doesn't he <laughs> he's an unusual person like yes. in real life yeah um but this one could be renamed maybe a cw christmas hmm <laughs> I don't know. There was there's a part of me. Oh, go ahead, Heather. I was gonna say I kind of like the reunion of all those early two thousands like Nickelodeon actresses like Michelle Trachtenbach and stuff like that. A thousand percent here for that. I know it it felt like a little nostalgic seeing all that. (laughs) and then all got murdered. Um. (laughs) Can I tell you what the scariest part of this film was for me? Uh oh. Seeing someone drink tequila with a red wine chaser <gasps> was the scariest okay. thing I've ever seen. On- I was here okay. for it. I was like, okay, I know this girl. I know this bitch. <laughs> I saw her take that shot and chase it with red wine, and I was like, that's a different kind of animal. That's yeah. a different kind of bitch right there. Yeah, like, like, you, ooh, that, I was I'm like, surprised she didn't turn killer. into a killer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But can I just say, there's a part of me that thought that this movie was really fun to watch. Dude, there were times it where was, I loved this movie. It was it was really fun to watch. And overall, I had a fun time with it. Towards the end, I was like, okay, there's a lot happening. And there's <laughs> a lot you- being thrown at me where the, it, it, I feel like it lost the pacing, the fun pacing. It's, that it's it a little had messy. Before. It's a little messy. It, yeah. I thought that it had decent pacing. I have to say, I have to give credit where credit's due, right? Like Hitler was a decent painter and this movie had decent pacing. <laughs> it, came out, it came out swinging it. though. It got okay. right into it like a dick pic. It was like yeah. within, I don't know, like 40 seconds, someone got murdered. Um, and uh, can I say this? The, 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 the most fun scenes that I enjoyed were all the flashback stuff. Like, I really liked seeing all that. Um, oh, the, the past history especially, stuff. Yeah, like just the cinematography and the, and the, um, and the set design and all that. Just kind of like it, it had a really uh, good feel to it. The actors, I don't know. It, I know it was, it was short-lived, but... Um, that kind of got me into the um, atmosphere of this movie more than anything else. Um, and th- th- yeah, I, I mean, the rest of it was kind of confusing. I'm not gonna lie, dude, I, I, I couldn't keep up with all the white girl names. Like uh, Amanda and Jessica were fighting with, uh, I don't know, Michelle and Tiffany. And I don't fucking know what happened. I was, <laughs> I was so grateful when they started dying. I was like, okay, there's three left. I can actually keep track of who these people are. <laughs> Okay, can I, I will, I'll say this, spoiler alert, we're just throwing that out there. I would have been a lot happier with this movie had it ended when they started burning the house down. Like, what they just, like, they burned the house down, maybe do like a flash forward scene where the girl's living happily, taking care of the sorority house because she knows what's, you know, she knows what the danger was. Because they said, like, 
they went in a lot of different directions as far as like pulling from different horror movies. Like mm-hmm. you had kind of like the Jason Voorhees slash like Michael Myers vibe with Billy. And then you had like, as they were going through the story, it had like an urban legends type of feel where they were just chilling in the sorority house. And then you had the psycho Norman Bates whole storyline, which I was like, that came out of nowhere, but okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. It even had the rocking chair. And that's the main difference from the original. The original doesn't explain any of the backstory for uh, the killer like this one does. See, and that's where I I was like, like, I love the backstory. I liked the urban legend type feel, how they were all sitting there like, oh, this is bullshit. Yet you kept hearing the scary story. It was almost because that's that's like a little known holiday tradition is Christmas Eve. You'd read ghost stories. That was a thing to get the kids to go to sleep. So if they would have played into that and then the slasher shit happened. Mm-hmm. But the whole I, I, extra mile with the hospital and the autopsy yeah. room, I was like, first of all. You went too far. You just kept running. It's like they were just running the light. Like they had a good set, but they just kept running. How can I ask a question? How common is it for a morgue to be in the hospital? Is that like that's extremely common? Is it? Yeah, that's there's like one in every hospital. It just felt like they went to exactly the same. They all went to the same place. You know what I mean? And it just felt like I don't know. It felt like they were doing that overlap that The Simpsons does where somehow Chief Wiggum is also running the prison. You know what I mean? Because they're like, we're out of character. I don't know. Well, that's why I was like going the extra mile. Like that was the only part where I was like, okay, I can't really, I can't say that I loved this movie because it just went too far. But I really liked the cheesy setup, how they were grabbing from all sorts of things, how like how they incorporated Christmas into everything was great. It was a lot of fun. And especially since the deaths were so like ridiculously Christmas, it was <laughs> the one that got me. I will say one of my favorite death scenes was um, when Agnes grabbed the ice skate and just tomahawked it across the room and just <laughs> happened to nail her right in the back of the head. I was like, you know, you don't see that every day. I'm going to give it some credit. But to your point, I feel like there's a lot of elements that they that they use and then they don't uh, develop to the point where there's a payoff, you know, like the yellow skin, like to what end? Like, yeah, he had, he had severe jaundice. Okay. And then what do I do with that? How does that tie into anything else? Is it just like, Hey, it's fun to have yellow skin. You know what I mean? Like there was something (laughs) else. too. He could have been a lot, like there could have been a lot cooler of like a disease. Like I'd imagine like if he just like, I don't know. He had permanent rosacea and he only grew like white hair in his facial hair. And he actually looked like Santa when he grew up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they just threw things out there that had no relationship whatsoever, but were just like, Oh, isn't this weird and kooky? Oh, and then the, the, his sister is an incest baby. So it's just a man in a wig. Isn't this creepy? You know, yeah. like let's reinforce that stigma. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the leaked porno. Okay. For what, what happened? Why, how did that influence how the movie turned out? I mean, it's just like, Hey, also there's a leaked tape and people were angry about it. You know, it didn't even really heighten tensions for me because only one person found out about it. And I don't know. It just felt weird. I'm thinking that maybe that that was kind of like one of those like fool's errand type of 
like drops in a movie because when I saw that I was like okay let's get the gears I was like let's get the gears rolling what if it's the boyfriend and the chick he was cheating on you know the original girl with the other girls and yeah she was one of the other girls she was the one that but said, "Fuck Christmas." He said, "No, it was somebody else from before, right?" Didn't didn't he explain that away by saying it was the one in the room who was one? I think she was the first to die. Uh huh. Claire. And yeah, and then he claimed to her to the other lady that that it. Oh no, this is before I met you, kind of yeah. thing. That's but why you, I was like, maybe they're in cahoots together and they're killing all the sorority sisters. Uh-huh. I don't know. That would have made like more there sense. Was, like, there was like sorority melodrama happening just until they started dying and then nothing mattered that they were arguing about anymore because now they're all dying. You well, that's especially mean? when the doors open of the car and the head falls out. Then then they're like, oh, wait, it's none of you bitches. <laughs> exactly. yeah, like, yeah, they're all worried about that one character. Right. And she's all creepy. And there's all these like like she doesn't know how to style her hair and shit like that. And she's just like walking around with no makeup or, or anything like that. And they're just like, oh, it's her. She's the killer. And then her head falls down and it's like, oh, nope. You were wrong. You remember Claire's sister was like, I'm not leaving until I, I'm not gonna uh, believe that she's dead until I see her her dead. And then she sees her with a trash bag over her head and recognizes her somehow through the trash bag. <laughs> well, she, like, saw her, oh, no. she saw her good eye through the bag. <laughs> I don't know. But can I just say also that all of Stefan's uh, recommendations somehow contain like homemade pornos in them? I don't, what is, what is happening here? <laughs> oh yeah. Which, uh, which, uh, which other one? The Serbian film, speaking of which. Well, we still oh, haven't gotten to that one and Keith is the only one who hasn't seen it. Trick, trick, our trick. Wait, Christina, have you seen a Serbian film now? I have. Oh, I God. have seen it. Uh, Keith is the only one. Keith's the only one that hasn't seen it. We have to pop his cherry. I got to get after mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Dude, I have that's... some feelings about it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie where I hate, but at least like it provided something. It provided. I think a- you would like that one, Keith. I know you'd have issues with the story out, out the gate. I already know that for a fact, but the outright ridiculousness of it, I think you would fucking love on, on par, deep. Like, oh, a Serbian film? Oh yeah, dude. Because this it does not take podcast, itself, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> it doesn't take itself seriously, and it just goes for the fucking gusto, dude. It knows what it is. It's not ashamed of it, and it goes for it. But it knows that its plot is simple and keeps it that way, and doesn't just try to go off to Mars. So it's almost like a visceral euphoria to having, sur- like, just to enduring the experience of watching it. <laughs> and Next month. Next month. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I really lived through this shocking experience. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. On tour, I had uh, this other band as a, a, a rite of passage watch it on our 18 uh, hour drive. That was one of many things that I uh, uh, littered their brain with. <laughs> they weren't too happy <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I'm sure. So back to Crawlspace, the movie. Um, Crawlspace 2. <laughs> Crawlspace 2, the recrawling. Um, <laughs> Which I was, I, I kind of got a little annoyed at a certain point too with the crawl space motif. Like it just kept, like they were just like, hey, how about more crawl space stuff? And and then it, it, to your point about the hospital at the end, that final, like they got crawl spaces. It was almost like a like a crawl space he, ad, like a mattress. He couldn't stuff. get enough of the crawl space. Crawl space here, crawl space there. Well, I mean, to be fair, 
that dude's skin he literally looked like homer simpson like he wasn't jaundice yellow he was like wu-tang yellow like there was there's no (laughs) that like you're not gonna walk you're not gonna walk out in plain daylight you know (laughs) the dude looked like a freaking mango and (laughs) a walking mango so i gotta check the cast list because okay so let's let's uh figure out is agnes was that the same actor like they both look like the one know. who played the sister who literally I was the a dude who played Agnes. I don't think yeah. it was the exact same actor, but I did check just to make sure. That no, it's not the man. same actor. But it was a guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a guy. It's not the same actor. No. He was he was in charge of the films. Uh, oh, God, what was it? I don't remember. I don't know if it's the light timing guy, but he did something with the lights where he has this device. He comes into a room and it has a thing and he's got to kind of check the. I believe it's the temperature of the lighting or whatever. Because I believe they were still shooting on film. That's what his normal job was. But he was good friends with the director. And the director ca- literally cast him as the sister. Can I tell you what I predicted that I was wrong about? Uh, uh, go for it. The Who's the girl in the beginning that was like the Bible thumper girl that gave a present? Eve. Uh, yeah, the one with the thick glasses who comes down the stairs. Yeah. I predicted that she was Agnes. That's what I thought too. Originally, that's what I thought. Paper better if it was her. It right? right? I was like the lighting yeah, guy. Sure, and someone's <laughs> gonna get plot twist. It's the lighting guy. Yeah, <laughs> like like this girl is creepy as shit, <laughs> and then she she gave her this elaborate, very sharp glass unicorn. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if like, this isn't foreshadowing, someone's done. Take you know, take my college degree away. That's foreshadowing. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. And they just nope, nope. And then, and then to Eve no end. Just, to, she's headless in a car now. She was, it was literally just a red herring. Yeah, she was literally just just the the weird girl. That Did was you, it. Yeah. Did you spot her head on the top of his Christmas tree in the attic? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was literally at the top of the tree. <laughs> He's like, girl, you're a star. I'll That's right. See, there. look at you. I'll look at you. you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's right. Also, uh, if we're girl. talking about, uh, you know, the, I, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> was there was there not like a foot fetish theme going through this entire film also? I felt like every time I looked up for my popcorn, there was like a foot in the, you know what I mean? There was just like a dirty feet in the in frame. Every, every single that. character, their feet were on the thing. Every time, I'm that. telling you. I didn't notice that. Are you it's sure weird. you don't have a foot fetish key? <laughs> I, I think it's weird that you were noticing that. I'm, dude, if you don't have not a foot fetish, you think feet are gross. There's only no, two ways. Listen, I'm not, no, I'm not trying to shame you. It's okay. <laughs> if I, no, if I had a foot fetish, I'd fucking love this movie. He's like, For those he's listening, <laughs> not watching, Stefan just sniffed his sandal. That's um, right. I'll I'm do it again. You, we'll right. have a sequel. For, for the folks fetish. at home, watch this movie. I'm going to I'm gonna do a drinking game here. You guys don't watch this movie, folks nope. at home, by the watch way. Watch the movie. I need you. <laughs> don't watch the movie. I'm going to set up a drinking game. We're going to have, uh, I want you to have a bottle of tequila and a bottle of red wine. And every Gross. time you see a foot, you do a shot of tequila. Every time you see someone crawling through a crawl space, you do a shot of red wine. And then see how long every time an eyeball either is 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 poking through a wall looking at people or else removed from someone's head or else like and dangling as an ornament on a Christmas tree, you have to turn the movie off and throw it away. You don't like his Christmas ornaments, (laughs) you sacrilegious blasphemer. (laughs) Okay, I will say on the tequila (laughs) and red wine part. 
there was that part where everything starts getting serious and the girl who's drinking just starts puking and she's just puking and puking and um ed was like oh my god what happened to her why is she puking i was like she fucking drank tequila and then chased it with red wine of course she's fucking puking are you kidding that is more than enough to make anyone sick there's no that's not suspicious they don't at go all together yeah no they don't Ugh. So, so tell me how you really feel about this movie keith um i don't know man yeah That's we should tough. get into ratings so we can move yeah. on to next week this okay so it was trashy but like i said there were some enjoyable moments I, I you know you remember when we we reviewed um what was the torture porn the there was the, we watched torture porn the, oh the, the australian ones. movie the, the loved, loved ones, ones yeah and we liked oh. what we liked about that was all the uh character dynamic of the sick fuck family <laughs> and this had that in the backstory and all the flashbacks i i kind of like that um only because that gave there was like this authentic um element to the 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 motivation behind the serial killer etc whatever you know like there's often authenticity there and then the rest of it though was like this you know basic bitch sorority that didn't have that and it was just kind of like annoying to watch uh so kind of in the middle yeah. Did we do Stina yet? Stina, did you give your full I, thoughts you on to, If you want me to give a star rating. Oh, there you go. I'm going to go with a uh, two and a half. Okay. Right down the middle. Okay. Um, I would say I'm going to give this movie a three. Three out of five stars. Because is it watchable? Yes. Like, in my opinion, you're only going to hate literally... Like where I said it should have cut off there. So the last 15 the, minutes. Basically. Like the last 15 minutes feels super messy, super rushed. You kind of feel like you're being ambushed. But the rest of the movie is enjoyable. It's fun. It's campy. Like I said, they took a lot from other horror movies. And they I liked that for a Christmas movie, it did have that like, oh, they're all sitting around in this house and they don't think anybody's fucking with them. Yet you're still learning about Billy and how Billy became to be Billy. Like that part. Yeah, like Agnes. <laughs> I could have lived without Agnes, to be completely honest. Like I, I was honestly hoping that Agnes was like a normal person. Like and that's uh, yeah, that's like a major Annie separation. Curtis, yeah, that's know? a major separation oh, from if, the original. If it was Agnes, this movie would have would have jumped at, at least a whole star in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the original, you don't hear you hear about Agnes, but Agnes isn't the you know it's it's Billy. yeah. If but Agnes hadn't been a man in a wig, then this movie would not get zero stars for me. So that <laughs> thing goes for me too. That, that's the one reason. Yeah, yeah that's the reason. <laughs> I think that that's a good enough reason all on its own. I think that it's absolutely. I think it's. I think it's offensive to people who might be like fucking the products of incest to say that they're basically uh, men in wigs or whatever like and i think it's also offensive to trans people uh, to, to say that like <laughs> if you try like i don't even like it's just offensive all around you know what i mean and it reinforces a stigma that is like trans people are but do you think there. he's coming from a like, place of hate I'm, and making a what? statement against them i don't think so do you, I I think that so I think I think this is this is the thing is I recommend all cis people watch the movie Disclosure in order to understand that yeah like there's a way that 
trans people have always been used as like horror monsters. You know what I mean? Like sleepaway camp or whatever it is. Like fucking psycho. Like um, uh, what is it? And they're not even tra- uh, what is it? Uh, Silence of the Lambs, right? Like psycho and Silence of the Lambs. They're not even trans people necessarily, but they're still playing off of that whole men imitating women kind of trope and then it's sort of doing the same thing here where it's having a man play a woman who's the product of incest so she's so ugly that basically the way for the film to convey that ugliness on a budget is just cast a man in a wig to do it you know what i mean they're and like fear, yeah. fear mongering or like fear mining well, well let's make sure because we don't know their pure uh, we don't know whether or not their intention was pure we don't want to assume Otherwise, I think that it's okay to assume that when you play with that thing, you're reinforcing, you're you're playing off of the fact that that what is horrifying to the audience there, what it is, there's like an uncanniness that they're utilizing by having it be like a uh, uh, a man dressed as a woman. You know what I mean? And the like they're playing off of that whole unsettling, not quite understanding, like. Thing. they're making it extra weird for the point of it just like having the having the guy have yellow skin for no fucking reason and then the sister is a man for no fucking reason and and it just communicates something that just like yeah. makes them weird you know what i mean it feeds off of that phobia that transphobia and and even if it's just out of pure ignorance I mean, that's still problematic. Right. I think most transphobia is out of ignorance. And that doesn't like, like, that's the thing is I've been giving people the benefit of the doubt forever. And I still think that I, like, even if you do something by accident, you should still be accountable and realize like, oh yeah, this does reinforce like um, the kind of thing that makes that, that makes trans people less safe in society you know i I I hear what you're saying i'm not rejecting what you're saying my 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 thing is uh intention and so for me whether it's racism transphobia uh or anything crazy of you know that's obviously blatantly i guess it's akin to having a black carjacker in a movie you know well i think that i think that intention matters with with accountability so it's like you can make a mistake and your intentions can be good but if you are refusing to be accountable because you're like oh i didn't mean i i just meant it as a joke then you're using that as a shield well, at that point. i i hear what you're and saying i hear what yeah no, no i hear what you're saying but it also comes down to what time it is when things were done or made and if at that point well, that, that is if that person if that was that person's intention Right. I don't I don't think it was his intention disclosure, because I don't think it was uh, Alfred Hitchcock's intention in Psycho to like oppress trans people. I don't think that it was what. what, uh, Yeah, his guy, Ace Ventura. Remember that? So Ace Ventura, the plot twist of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're making fun of the they're making fun of the crying Um, game. And that's why the crying game. Right. And then the crying game created that whole or it reinforced that whole stigma of like finding out the person you're with isn't really a a woman, but is a trans woman, like instead of a cis woman. And then the guy starts throwing up. So it it reinforces that whole stigma. I I can give it to you for that one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say just like it's it it's not a big deal but yeah i give it zero stars like when it comes to a movie like silence of the lambs i think that it's still unintentionally transphobic but it's also such a good movie that it's like a cultural icon in my opinion of it doesn't fucking matter society is still going to consider it a classic piece of art same with uh psycho with this movie it's an unintentionally transphobic 
And plus, it's a totally forgettable movie that I don't need to, like, I don't have to deal with if I don't want to because no one is out fucking putting this movie on any top 10 lists. I, I would know argue I mean? with you on that point because, you know, this movie, it sounds like you're going to have to fucking deal with it for a long, long time. We're up to the third uh, sequel or the second sequel. So the third movie, you know, just came out uh, last year. They just, no matter how bad this is, they keep wanting to pump a new one out every fucking couple of years. So I don't know. I know we want we want to also make uh, it clear to the audience as well. Uh, one of the heavy influences for Alfred Hitchcock to make Psycho was a serial killer named Ed Gein. Mm -hmm. And yes, Ed Gein liked to cross dress. Now, the psycho psychological aspect of that, that psychologist, criminal psychologists found out and have discovered about his mental health was it's believed that his or it's been confirmed that his mother liked to dress him in women's clothing therefore psychologically as he got older it was something that he thoroughly enjoyed so we want to get that out there too i don't think well, that alfred hitchcock well you know again i mean there were a lot of things with ed gain that could have been borrowed besides that aspect which also would not end up reinforcing stigmas that get a whole uh Per, like population of people like killed you know no no i hear what i no, i hear what, what you're saying i'm not what, going what happened against in it. this movie that's different though is like heather's saying they they took a uh, a male actor to dress up as a female actor that had some sort of like twisted genetic problems to exacerbate the the fear and the phobias that people have for him to see them as a scary figure and yeah, it was just a weird choice yeah, on the director's part to do that. Yeah. Like, it didn't make any sense. If it, it at the end of the day, it was not only you know like offensive, it was confusing. Like yeah. at the very least, it was confusing. You it, know, it, and it backtracked. So I, I was I was totally expecting like a sweet little young. I was expecting something, someone like Eve. I was too. That's why yeah. when Eve was set up, I was like, oh, that's for sure, Agnes, you know? Was that, was that in the zeitgeist at that point in time uh, in people's consciousness? That's what no. I'm trying to get to, because if it wasn't in 2006, if it wasn't in the zeitgeist as far as being brought forward to uh, people's attention, like it is, like how it is now, obviously, now it's, we're more aware of certain things like that. Well, I mean, we hope so uh, as a society, but I know this in 2006, pretty, uh, I don't that, think that was really in the, the foreground of the zeitgeist in the sense of like society was really aware, really yeah. aware that to do something like that would be, uh, you know, especially if you're intentional, this is, uh, I don't think prop eight, just to give you some time. No. Yeah. I, I don't think, uh, and again, I don't know the director, so I can't say 110% his intentions. This is why I brought up the word intentions. So, you know, he could be coming from a place of, hey, this would be scary in a horror movie, right? Uh, I don't, you know, I get what's being said, though, that some things can come off a certain way and influence things, but that's with everything, you know, that's with everything. But, you know, I, 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 under, I understand where you're coming from. I just don't believe that that was uh, where he was coming I from. Now, I could be wrong. The intentions are irrelevant. Regardless though, of, uh, I, right, I don't I think, think so. so. I totally. think that regardless of where he's coming from, we can I, take a I critical disagree. eye now and look back at it and say that 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 it that it um, conveys a, a, a you know insensitive um, kind of like uh, idea, right? Like it can it convey it it, it creates a a, um, a transphobic association between serial killers and like 
you know, gender nonconformity, essentially. And like, and that's an association that exists in a lot of movies. And I think whether that's intentional or not, there is actually harm that results from it. And I think that that's what we have to look at is like, you know, you can, you can, just because you don't intend evil doesn't mean that you aren't out there causing evil. You know what I mean? Like, so are, that's are, the do entire guns kill, do guns kill people or do people uh, kill people? <laughs> that's the entire theory behind the banality of evil, right? No, so I that's know. That's something we learned from World War II was that all of these Nazis thought that they were good people. Just because you think you're doing good and you can justify something to yourself, and just because you're acting out of ignorance, that doesn't mean that you're innocent because you still have to look at the consequences of your actions. And that's why I say it's, it's about accountability. It's about looking at it now with the critical eye and saying, okay, this was this was a bad move you know what i mean this was like in retrospect um and that doesn't mean that like it doesn't mean you hold it against the director and say you're a transphobe now but yeah. you can still say this was unintentionally transphobic and i think it's the lack of intention that's also an issue like something like silence of the lambs you're trying how to profile a serial killer in terms of their feelings of isolation and what creates that uh, character that's anti-societal because they've, you know, I don't think there was an intention of doing that here. It was just a cheap, like, effect. It was just a- Yeah, a, no, I hear you, but how far back do we go where we where we hold people this. responsible for such things? Well, that's, as long that's, as- That's, that's I mean, what I wanna I, know I, because the cancel culture is just fucking insane to me. See, I don't think that cancel culture exists personally. I think that, I don't, I don't think anyone's I been think canceled so. for something they said on a comedy stage. I think that people have been canceled for like sexual harassment and shit like that. Social media, and- Kevin Hart got canceled from doing the Oscars just because he said something if his son was gay, he'd smash the dollhouse over his head, but he was joking. And he even apologized years, uh, not even years, but not long after that uh, uh, thing that he posted. And they tried to get him to apologize a second time. And because um, he refused... He, yeah, so- he stepped down on his own, right? And like well, that's one example where it's like, mm, maybe he got canceled. But at the same time, and, and that's one example where actually I'm on the side of Kevin Hart, where it's like, I feel like people were a little bit, just the fact that he had a car accident and then the people writing articles about him, about his car accident, were uh, bringing up the fact that past, he said these people yeah, um, five years ago. I'm just like, okay. Like he had a car accident. Like, come on. Yeah. We could compartmentalize things better, people. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> let's uh we're gonna have to move on. So I gave it zero out of five stars. Stefan, what's your rating? Uh for myself, I, I kinda hold between a three and a half and a four. It's not a five for sure. Um for myself, uh I, of course I love the original more. I hold that up to a higher standard. Uh, as far as the the remake, the 2006 film, I do enjoy hanging out with some of the uh, prettiest uh, late 1990s, early 2000 ladies who were in, you know, like Buffy or some of these other, you know, low budget horror films around the time, you know, when the urban legends or I still know what you did last summer or scream films came out. A lot of these ladies uh, have been in these, you know, uh, certain either drama or horror uh, pieces for whether it be CW or Fox uh, or, you know, the horror films themselves. So to be able to hang out with some of these ladies and see them, uh, you know, exercise however long they're on the screen, <laughs> you know, some of their acting chops uh, and the creative ways that a few of them have died. Maybe some of the ways they died weren't very uh, creative. Um you know, I, I really enjoyed the uh, 
the mixing of the Christmas music with the the carnage that was going on. That was um, a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I like I like the set piece of the sorority thing. Has it has that been played out? I guess you could say it has been. I mean, there was a uh, remake of a movie several years back, Sorority Row. Uh, when there already was an original Sorority Row film, but again, remakes Hollywood, you know, uh, especially with horror, man. <laughs> you can't keep a good horror movie down, right? When something's so good or something makes a lot of cash, everybody's like, there's got to be a sequel, baby. <laughs> um, now, as far as the plot or the story, it's extremely messy. It is all over the place. Uh, I do like that they did a Billy and Agnes uh, kind of uh, prequel type story so you kind of get a feel of what brought him to you know uh, him having jaundice uh, him being a cruel person because he's forced to live in the attic and his mom just being this uh, fucking nutty lady you know who's uh, should have been uh, somebody should have called mean. the somebody should have called the police so she could have got arrested the most like she was definitely the scariest part of that movie oh yeah she was you know she, and, when she told him that santa claus it. was dead i was like what the fuck is wrong that. with this lady that. that was oh yeah you know that. and i, I like the most when, authentic thing she goes and just fucks her son because her because her fucking dude can't keep his dick up and she needs to get pregnant like yeah so she just like goes up to the ad and then she just like locks him back up keeps them just like locked in the attic and then there's like thumping and she's like got her whole family gaslit like no there's no one in the attic <laughs> like, what the hell? one one thing that was a plot mistake though that uh i, I it kind of got to me even when i first saw this film um was when he he does take the, the sister agnes's eye out and mm. no nowhere in the film did i remember seeing her with only one eye Oh, she that got the one hit in got... the eye, and she pulled her own eye out, and that's when they knew it was Agnes because she pulled her fake eye out. Yeah, oh, wasn't she did it pull... when? Oh, okay, uh, she did. Okay. With the marshmallow spear. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe I did. I Okay. I don't know how you get a glass happen? eye with a. Well, that's what that's what you know. I thought that I thought it was a real eye. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Comments Everything below. about Agnes was confusing <laughs> to me. So. You know. Um, about it too. I. You know, I, I think the other thing that I really liked, uh, and I, okay, maybe I'm disgusting for this or I'm a sick folk. It's all good. I, I, I thought the uh, the gore was yeah. pretty stylistic, pretty well done. They did put some money into it. Uh, I mean, you could tell like when uh, the uh, famous Canadian actress whose name uh, leaves my mind and I'm, I'm a horrible person for forgetting it. Um, not on, not on purpose. Um, but you know, the icicle, she bumps the gate and the icicle falls and stabs her through the, you know, through Can I the just say that was the most ridiculous. It's like, you're being hunted, waited, like die at the dumbest death. You're being hunted <laughs> by a serial killer and you die of a freak accident. You know what I mean? You did it to yourself. Final destination. Like all of a sudden you're just like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And then, yeah, I was watching behind the scenes and, and all that and just listening to the director and the different people involved and you know he got a lot of criticism because willard bombed at the box office and yes folks that is a remake too of the movie ben uh i believe that was made in the mid or late 70s correct me if i'm wrong in the comments but i'm pretty sure it was mid 70s i believe oh yeah those movies are on tubi oh yeah so yeah. you know he he made that one not to any critical success he got compliments on character 
but the the movie bombed and you know wasn't shown any love he made this one and in the uh, behind the scenes he says well this one i'm going to do a certain way because the audience wants it this way and i think some of that is probably also what ruined the movie because he believed that he had to do things a certain way uh just because the audience wanted it right like saying that out loud how does that sound like you're going to make a great movie if you're listening to people who probably sometimes might be right on some things, but everything they're saying is right? Come on, give me a fucking break, right? Like, it's like... Okay, uh, we got to move on. Oh, um, yeah. So, but I, I for you... me, I give it about three and a half stars. Uh, I, I, I don't love it, but I like it. I liked it enough to to, to uh, own a... Canadian yeah, you own, you that's own a Canadian copy. That's a Christmas present. Canadian copy. So, <laughs> I, I like it. Oh, but fun fact, real quick before we do wrap this, uh, Bob Clark, who is the original producer, one of the original producers and the director, uh, if you can see that, of the original, he also directed uh, one of the most famous Christmas movies ever made. If you can <laughs> hold it up. in front of you, hold it like in front of your body. There, okay. you there you go. He did also the world famous A Christmas Story, believe it or not. So that's the same writer, director, producer. For the original Black the original Christmas one. and A Christmas Story. Same guy. He also helped uh, co... I don't know if he... Yeah, I think he co-produced or he helped co-write the... Uh, well, not co-write, but he was there in support of this movie and on We set. don't get a commission on this, by the way, people. Okay. Um, we got we to gotta, we gotta move on. Yeah. Um, three and a half stars. We got to decide. So, so I have four movies for us to choose between next week. I've only seen one of these movies because I generally do not watch christmas themed horror movies just full <laughs> confession that's not i don't usually watch theme movies i don't like christmas movies i don't like theme movies i don't like campy on the genre tropey horror movies in general i'm more in keith's camp of like just get rid of all of the, the decorations and all of the bells and whistles and scare the shit out of me you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so which so, one have you seen i've seen jack frost which is probably the the second campiest, or the second, like, yeah, campiest are these one all on Christmas, this list. Are these all Christmas-themed horror movies? These are all Christmas-themed. Um, Anna and the Apocalypse I know is that's a, a musical zombie uh, one, right? Anna and the, I'm pretty that's sure it's a, a musical. That's a zombie movie. That's, that's a musical. Um, that's going to be my vote, y'all. I don't need any other movie. explaining. I saw a zombie, musical, comedy, and Christmas. I was like, Absolutely. That's my, that is that's my choice. My pick for Christina. I was looking at it and I was like, Christina would love this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, thank you. <laughs> without knowing specifically which movies the other ones, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm feeling the children. No, wait, I, that came out wrong. I'm feeling like <laughs> named entitled. Shame, shame, Keith. Shame, shame. If you enable screen sharing, I can play a trailer of the children right now. I'm down there, Jeffrey. All right, uh, <laughs> Mr. Epstein, we're going to have to ask you to leave the plane. <laughs> but the children looks a little bit more serious to me. It looks like a, a bunch yeah. of children come down with a disease on. Um, um, ooh, I can Christmas? actually do it. Yes, you can. That's one thing I was going to ask, too, is if we want to show uh, trailers for the films we're reviewing, too. <laughs> This is heaven. Ooh, Ghost House, nice. Murdered. Produced by Sam Raimi. Oh. 
don't know why it's scary white kids. You know what I mean? It's just... This is scary as shit. I'm feeling this one, man. I'm dreaming of a white person. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Thank you, movie guy. We needed that. What is this? Winter Village of the Damned? One man and one woman are where babies come from. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm feeling Village of the Damned uh, in the snow. Or the good sun times ten. I, you know what? This has my vote. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling this more than anything on there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Christina. I don't, I don't know when you're gonna get your, your musical horror movie. Oh, Christmas! <laughs> Fuck me! I'm gonna get that on my own time, y'all. Cause that I read that. No, the children looked good too. Cause I, I read the descriptions of all the, the movies that Heather threw in the chat and. The children looked good, and of course, and in the apocalypse. And I saw the trailer for that a long time ago, and I was, and, and I saw the reviews, and I was like, "Do I really want to see this movie?" No. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a musical. Oh, well, I, well, I don't know. I like live theater. I always have to recommend one foreign movie. Oh, it's is that Swedish? I think that's Swedish. This one technically takes place on December 5th, so I don't know if we should do it. What are those evil elves? What was that? I scare you. Who <laughs> scare you? <laughs> Show me your boobs. How dare she? Uh-oh. Oh, it's gonna eat you through the fucking chimney. There's that's somebody what happens in the when you say. That's what happens when you say Santa Claus isn't real. Shouldn't have done it. Guys, this is, <laughs> this is turned into mystery science theater. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, man. We can add an aspect to this, uh, Keith. If we want to show the trailers for the films, we're gonna either review, possibly review, or the uh, one we do. Oh, they got Black Pete. Oh no. <laughs> Black <laughs> Pete. That's fucking dope, dude. I've always wanted a movie about Black Pete. Flying <laughs> oh horse on a roof. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. They really call it Dickmas. <laughs> Fuck yeah, an auto rifle <laughs> or a semi-auto. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm dude. not gonna lie. All of these movies, I would watch all of them. I've seen Jack Frost, well, so that's up my alley too. Review one. We can Sit. only have one. <laughs> Chris, coming, <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Sit. All right. Are you guys still? On the children? I'll still say the children. Yeah, yeah. I still say yeah, the, the children. children movie. Like, sign me up. Let me let me write that down. Um, All right, let's do the children. Is that then. one we're gonna uh, rent or is that on Tubi? Uh, I'm fine with either or. I just trying to figure that out. Um, let me find out. The children. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 2008 British horror. Uh, it's on Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime. Yay! It's on HBO Max. So it looks like uh, we can watch it in a multiple. There's multiple different streaming services y'all can Yay. access it on, and we can too. All right, I'm, I have all those. So <laughs> same. Heather, you want to take us home? 
All right, everybody, you have watched a podcast episode featuring all of the people that were just speaking. Um, if you are still awake, you can buy our merchandise. Uh, that's right. Um, that's, that's it. Um, I've been, my name is Heather Rogue. I'm at Real Life Pretend Psychic on Instagram. You can also find Stefan Bowman Comedy on Instagram. Uh, Ghoulish Dina, right. I think, and then Keith Graber. Keith Graber. Keith, Keith something. Keith D. <laughs> he has in dickhead. That's Keith my middle D. name. Keith Keith D. Graber mm-hmm. on Instagram is the is the one, the old man out of this. The nature. old man. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my podcast. We're all like the bastards. And Keith, I feel like is the um, Raphael of all of us. My butt cheeks are chapped. <laughs> Does anybody have any ass chaps? You're calling. Wait, Heather yeah, Rope's calling me the sarcastic, um, smart ass. I don't know which one I am, Leonardo. Clearly, because I'm the leader. <laughs> I'm a Donatello. Damn oh. it. <laughs> oh, Christina, you're Michael Angelo. Donatello sure. is the I'll guy. Take the, is I'll take Mikey. I'll take Mikey. Tech services is clearly Michelangelo. Is, I'll take is, Mikey. Uh, right, we're no gonna argue anyway. with this off screen. You guys, we'll get back to you with more character development in this beautiful unfolding <laughs> mess of a podcast. Good night. Woo. Bye. Later, guys. Yeah.